hearing bullshit again. My name's Corey McGee. This is Jason Boissonneau. Tonight we are hanging out with our friend Lindsay Deschamps. And uh, Lindsay, how are you doing tonight? doing pretty good thanks uh thanks a lot for having you guys yeah we're pretty happy to have you down in the our basement here we we like to refer to it as the beer and bullshit studios no the studio uh, do we is it, is it yes yes sorry yes and yes and, Battery <laughs> yes prof. and Battery prof. J- not not no but no but but still <laughs> so no we want uh we're very happy to have you here tonight and uh to talk with us and and maybe uh enlighten us a little bit on some really cool initiatives that you've got going on or that you're participating with a, a little bit of a larger group as well right um you know i I, I rely on Jay to provide me with some background information on these kinds of things, and uh, obviously he's pretty bad at, at, oh, at giving me these explanations. I give him essentially the background on everyone, and like, oh, you should ask these questions. Okay, today I didn't give Fuck him any you. questions asked. Today Fuck it was off. nothing. But to be fair, we are doing this somewhat under duress because I know uh, Sophie, <laughs> my spouse, and other women have told me. Uh, if you guys do not have another, uh, a girl on here soon, we're going to stop listening. Uh, Paula uh, threatened to boycott and to literally have a Trump rally out front if we didn't have a woman soon. <laughs> yeah, so, they uh, said there was going to be a woman's yeah. march outside our yeah. house if we didn't, didn't have more yet. women on. So, uh, I'm not saying that's the only reason why we're doing it. Thank but, God. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad to be your token lady, guys. <laughs> that's two now? That's two. Noella and Lindsay. Two of 18. Right. Oof. Is this number 18 or 19? Uh, this is number 19, 19. volume oh. 19 of Beer and Bullshit. Can can you believe that? Well, I figured we would quit by now. Yeah, yeah I thought so, now. too. I thought we'd be done. Yeah. So, Lindsay, tell us a little bit more about what you've got going on. Um, from what I understand, the 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 title of the project, uh, if you will, is Falcons for Fort Albany, and it's centered around hockey up on James Bay Coast, right? Yeah, so basically, um, just like a bit of backstory, uh, three years ago, I was coaching a girls midget hockey team in town, mm-hmm. and we had a player from Attawapiskat move to Timmins to play for our team. We called them uh, dwarfs. What? Uh, midgets. Girl midget <laughs> oh, team is kind of... <laughs> These are the interruptions you can, you can look forward to for the next two hours. No, I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> girls midget team. Uh, a girl uh, had from Attawapiskat had come to play for uh, for girls midget team. Yeah, so we decided um, what a great way to kind of to show her family what she's been up to. So we decided to plan a trip up to Attawapiskat with about fifteen teenage girls, six okay. adults, and we drove up the winter road six, uh, three years ago. So we left from Timmins at six a.m., made it to Moosonee at about noon. Had lunch in Moosonee, kept going, made it to Attawapiskat at about 6 or 7 o'clock at night. So you guys drove up to Attawapiskat? Yeah, we drove up the road. It took forever. Um, So when we were there, we basically just put on um, free hockey schools for the kids. We rented the ice, did... um, like we played games against their men's teams, their boys' teams. Uh, we had some downtime with the girls. We we went out to the James Bay. We went snowmobiling. We went ice fishing. It was oh, awesome. Oh, it was shit. a really, really great experience for everyone. Um, and so when we came back, we had gotten feedback. And Fort Albany heard that we had gone up. So they requested that we go up to Fort Albany the next year. Because two of our players who are from Timmins, their band is Fort Albany. Okay. So we decided, all right, we'll do it again. 15 girls, six adults, made our way up the winter road. This time we took the train. Okay. Yeah, so, so last year, yeah, and, took the right. train in Cochrane, put the trucks on the train, took the train up to Moosonee, got the trucks out, and drove up to Fort Albany. 
So um, like both times that we went up, we got people, we had donated hockey equipment, donated food. Um, like by the second year, the Fort Albany year, we had probably tripled in donations. And it was fantastic. So we basically shut down their gym and just it was packed full of free hockey equipment for the kids to get. So just come pick up and pick up. Uh, yep. Oh, there geez. was enough bags for kids. Like there is enough hockey equipment for almost every kid to get a full set of hockey equipment and really great quality stuff. People were giving away things that were barely used. Mm. Um, we got donations as well, all, like far, like as far as North Bay. Source for Sports there has been awesome with us. They've been giving us a ton of stuff. Oh, yeah. So, so you guys then, have already forged these kind of partnerships with with other communities right. and so on. Exactly. Okay. So um, this year I decided not to coach at all because okay. uh, Fort Albany uh, basically reached out and asked us if we would help them set up a hockey league. So they don't have a hockey league there because they don't have a rink. Um, they basically move their rink around every winter to wherever they feel is best. Sometimes it's on the river. Sometimes it's on a pond. Um, this year, it's just in someone's backyard. Man. Just someone like set it up Alaska. for them. No. It, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I don't think a lot of people are aware of that, yeah. right? Like, it, people don't realize just how isolated these communities are. Right. And, uh, and you were telling us before the start of the podcast how this is really the only one that doesn't have an indoor hockey like an indoor ice rink, right, right where where kids right. can go and play hockey. Yeah, because Attawapiskat have a rink, the Cash have a rink, Moosonee have a rink, uh, Fort Albany, they're kind of the odd man out. So what happens is, well, and they're also kind of like they're, um, like, till the ice road goes in, they can't travel anywhere either to get to a <sighs> rink. Or they're taking a boat to the Cash. They're, like, there's wow. no way of getting around till the ice road goes in as well. So they're... At a disadvantage. Um, so every year there's a huge um, Indigenous tournament here in Timmins, okay. the Mishkegwik Cup. Okay, it's yeah. in February. Probably a lot of people know about it. It's when, like, Walmart gets completely cleaned out because mm. they do their shopping mm. while they're here, too, of which course, is totally yeah. understandable. Um, so every year they come to Mishkegwik Cup, but they've barely been on the ice. So we, like, our goal was to get them on the ice sooner, have um, gym time with them, uh, and basically make sure so when they did come to Mishkegwik Cup, they had like a fighting chance to maybe make it a little further than they usually do. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, so so, uh, so how have they, how's the reception been in the community? It's been fantastic. We started in August. We go up once a month. Uh, we've been flying up. And um, like I think the first time we went, we probably had about 40 kids in the gym all weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, by the second time, it was 50. Now when we go, it's a jam-packed gym with 60, 70 kids for all of our gym sessions. And you gotta you gotta imagine that like the um, options for uh, for hobbies up there are probably pretty limited, right? So it, when when something like this starts to present itself that people just glom onto it, right? Absolutely. Um, there is nothing to do up there. And I <laughs> think that's one of the issues of mm -hmm. living up there. There's like when we go, we get the gym um, and the kids, like they show up 30 minutes early and we have to like usher them out because they don't want to leave. They don't want to leave. Yeah. yeah. Man. Mm -hmm. See, it kind of makes you... 
you know, feel a little bit bad about how we didn't appreciate our hockey experience growing up. Well, I was I was thinking about when you were talking about uh, bringing these girls up to the coast. I was like, where were these character developing yeah. experiences when we were in, when we were in midgets? All we had is like our parents getting drunk in a hotel room and yeah. us trying to sneak some beer. <laughs> <laughs> like these this, these were not developing us into like no. health, you know. Uh, psychologically stable and emotionally healthy adults. <laughs> yeah. So no, it's it's it sounds like it's amazing what you yeah. you guys are doing with these. Yeah. Like, and the first time we went up, girls. we had a bit of pushback from some of our players because a lot of the parents were like, mm, "I don't think I want you bringing my daughter all the way up there. It's not yeah. it feels it's, like the Wild West. It's the kind Wild of thing, right? West. I mean, it's a long trip, and like, it was a trip filled with accidents. Um, like once you get on the ice road, as soon as there's just to say a little bit of snow, it's treacherous. Oh, of so like the way back took us 17 hours to drive back from Attawapiskat that one time. Yeah, because we couldn't drive faster than 10 kilometers an hour down the ice road. So draw for us a picture of what this ice road is because I've okay. never been on it. Have you been? Nope. No? Like that – I've always heard about the ice road but is, mm-hmm. it, like, is it literally a road with like ditches and – you gone or what? So what are basically, we at? so when you get to Moosini, you turn left and there's this really, it's probably as wide as three cars and it's a sheet of ice. You could skate it. It's beautiful. It's clear. It's like they Zamboni it every day. What? Yeah. It's, and like, I guess they say like your tires are more likely. They just, they're, they're fine. Like it's, yeah. it's as soon as you get a bit of snow on it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's basically, it's really, really wide. You... You tend to have someone with um, a radio in the front just in case. Because when transports go through, mm. you stop, you pull over. Mm-hmm. Just because you don't want to meet a transport in a turn. Okay. Um, and yeah, that's about it. And it's just, you just drive. <laughs> Is it straight? <laughs> you just, just yeah, it's straight? quite straight. Oh, it's really shit. straight. Yeah. That sounds like it'd be pretty crazy. They got like those ice ice road trucker shows there. Yeah. They look pretty crazy. No, I, I think it's pretty amazing that, that you guys have been, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure where this all kind of came from. Where where was the, the I guess you, you mentioned that you had a girl from uh, from Attawapiskat uh, playing on the team, but who, who kind of came up with this idea that, like, we're going to, you know, go up there and organize? How did it get from that to organizing, a, you know, a, a league in Fort Albany, right? Well, it started with, um, so my mom was always my manager, for the team. Okay. And uh, Dr. Judy Gillies from mm-hmm. Timmins, she's also a huge help. So uh, Dr. Judy's, her husband, Dr. Gillies, her husband is from Fort Albany. Okay. So that's where, so uh, Judy kind of set up with Monica's parents all the details. Monica's parents were amazing. They basically set everything up for us. And they even drove. And Monica is the girl uh, is that the, was on the girl from, from Attawapiskat. Oh, from Attawapiskat. Yeah. Okay. So Great. she's. Um, so they basically drove to Timmins, picked us up, drove us to Attawapiskat, and then drove us back to Timmins. Man. Yeah. My my question is, what? Because uh, like Corey was saying, the character development of like a type mm-hmm. of program like that for for kids seems pretty intense, and we didn't get anything like that. Did you see a difference in the girls afterwards? Do you see like was there comments from mm-hmm. them saying, "Wow, like I never expected that," or this is like was eye opening for some of them? Oh, absolutely! When they came back, they even said like they learned more on our trips than they ever did in school. Um, Attawapiskat was tough. Um, I don't think they expected to see what they saw. Um, the poverty there is 
to the extent that I think a lot of people have no idea. Really? Yeah. Like people don't have doors. They have blankets. People don't have windows. They're boarded up. Um, it's quite like a lot of stray dogs. Uh, the people are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, it was really tough, I think, for the girls to see how fortunate they really are. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, and the kids who had come to the rink were just so happy to see us. Mm. They, they, the parents had even told us it was one of the first times that people went to Fort, uh, to Attawapiskat just because not trying to sell them something, mm. not try to, to report on something exactly. or like, you know, sh- showcase to the world how, how poor it is up there. It's just a matter of going up there to kind of share an experience. right? Exactly. And when we came mm. back, that was our spin on everything was how positive it was, how great the people were, mm-hmm. how much fun we had, how welcoming they were. Um, and then when we did Fort Albany, we also got to sit down with the former chief, Ed Matadawabin, and he was a residential school survivor as well. So he sat the girls down and he talked to them about it. And I think it was it was life-changing. A lot of the girls had no idea. Um, and coming from Terrio, uh, like the French system, a lot yeah. of the girls, like La Sainte-Catherine, yeah. they discover like what that really means. <laughs> what that was about. And what that was about. <laughs> that and, lady uh, wasn't that nice. <laughs> yep. and, how, like, and how like the schools still celebrate that. Yeah. So they actually, when they came back, our, the girls from the French board uh, put a video together and presented it to the board oh, to really? try to get them to stop doing La Sainte-Catherine. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, mm. it just it seems a little outdated. Yeah. Right? Little party to you know celebrate pretty well ethnic genocide, well, yeah, 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 well, yeah <laughs> exactly. systematic genocide. Yeah, yeah that yeah. It, it just seems like, and I mean, you you could progress from that without you know without saying that everybody who celebrated it back in the past is fucking stinking racist, right? right? Like there's there's a way for us to all collectively kind of move past it, but I guess that's a larger issue. So I kind of I kind of want to get back a little bit on on the Fort Albany thing because mm-hmm. what you were saying is that, like they don't have the indoor ice surface. So you guys are going up there and trying to prepare them without access to an indoor ice surface or any way to run traditional hockey drills. Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't know where to start. To, to start getting kids organized in a gym to get yeah. them ready to come play in a hockey <laughs> tournament yeah. here at Timmins. So, like, what, what do you guys what do you guys try to to get them to do? What kind of uh, what kind of exercises are you guys looking at? Well, depending how many kids we get, usually if we get fifty plus kids, we'll do stations. Okay. So we'll have a station just for passing. We'll have a station for shooting, for puck handling, or ball handling, I should say, because okay. um, and. We feed them, so that gets a lot of kids out, uh, and just a lot of organization, really. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, we just kind of let them go. We have the older kids that help us out with the younger kids, and then when the older kids come in, we kick the younger kids <laughs> out, and we do a few like more like it's kind of like we do treat it kind of like an ice surface. Yeah, we'll do okay. drills that like I might do on the ice, a little okay. bit more toned down. Um, and then the past two times we've gone up, we've just run uh, three-on-three ball hockey tournaments. Nice, yeah. nice. So and they must love hits. that, especially love the tournaments, right? Like yeah. where things start to get organized and the, get the competitive spirit out in everybody. Yeah. Yeah, it must get pretty mm-hmm. uh, pretty intense. <laughs> yeah. But uh, um, so like is there a goal uh, in mind as far as maybe looking to – get them some kind of ice surface out there that they can they can access more more frequently a, a little easier uh, even though it might not be like an indoor facility or anything like that has that been mulling around um i think it's been mulling around for 20 years uh, <laughs> oh, and just, it just hasn't happened there is no one really taking the initiative to do it okay. um they actually have the structure 
in Fort Albany. Just no one to put it up. Um, they have the structure yeah, in Fort Albany. Okay, they actually have like walls and things. Yeah. Like a module just, type of put together. That, oh, yeah, okay, that are just, okay. It's just sitting there, but now Carnegie, it's so rested. Kinda. It's rusty. It's been sitting there for years and years. Mm. The, I just, and then they don't have someone to – like they would have to hire a contracting company to yep. travel up the coast and put, put it, it up. Put together and, and then you have to have somebody to maintain and, and, exactly. and take care of the, the whole place, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it seems like like quite the project, but I mean, mm-hmm. it, maybe this is kind of like the, the initial kind of sparks the for impetus. it, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think like that's kind of beyond what we're trying to do. If that happens, that mm-hmm. would be fantastic. Uh, we're just looking more like we're just trying to develop the individual child and okay. hoping to get kids that weren't going to play hockey before because maybe they couldn't get skates they couldn't get equipment mm. now well they don't have that excuse anymore so we actually have one of uh like one of our kids who is coming up to Mishkegwick. he's never played hockey organized hockey before mm-hmm. um and it's his first time they were saying how like even everything about him has changed because he's just so excited to come to timmins mm-hmm. and we had told them like so if you come to timmins like we're looking like you have to do good in school you need to attend school yeah. and um this one kid has done like a total 360 Complete and turnaround. well yeah, 360 you'd really... be right back same spot so clearly 180 <laughs> 180 yeah. he's done it he did a 360 and like just now he's he did a 360 okay, okay. <laughs> and now he's just he, didn't, he didn't come around i always laugh i'm sorry i think it's funny i always think like oh you know this kid was the worst kid ever did a complete 360 and back i'm like then when he did 360 right back to be a bad kid because he went <laughs> Anyway, I'm being totally changed 360. <laughs> well, you, you know what? I could just see that, like in in you know, 15, 20 years from now, whatever. Like one of these kids just being like, "Fuck this!" You know, like we need we need a fucking place here and be one. Of, like once you fostered that kind of uh, community spirit, and it, all it's all it takes is one kid to just kind of look at it and see it as an opportunity and be like. You know what? Like, let's let's get this started. Let's get ourselves a rink. You know. And yeah, and I think that's kind of what happens every winter, just to get up, just to get a yeah. rink going there. Yeah. The first year we went was so the two years ago when we went, it was on their pond, um, and it was minus thirty degrees. Uh, the the pond was packed. We had shown up. We just brought our skates, and this was on our way to Atawapiskat. We did a pit stop in Fort Albany mm-hmm. and played hockey against the kids. So we lasted for about an hour before we were freezing cold. Got back in the cars. The kids were playing till like the sun goes down. They don't even see anything, and they they keep playing. It's such a in the same thing in Atawapiskat. We would see kids. First thing in the morning, they'd be at an outdoor rink, and the same kids would still be there at 9 o'clock at night. Man. Yeah, all See, day. doesn't it remind you a little bit of, like, like I, I remember being a kid and playing hockey like that. Like, as as early as I could get on the backyard rink, the, the that that's when I wanted to be there after school. And the latest I could get off, that's when I wanted to get off. And I feel like there's no kids well, there's also. I don't know that there is any kids around here doing that, so it's, it's awesome to. It's not, it's actually not. Sounds same. So old saying it. <laughs> it's not the same, but it's also it's also similar to some of the issues they're having. Availability of ice. Growing up, mm. there was an outdoor rink at every school. Yeah, you mentioned every that school. A lot. Yeah, because I, I I grew up across the street from Four Mac. They had one there all the time. They had uh, Saint Gerard. We had two rinks there all the time for as long as I can remember. And now you go by any of those places, they don't have outdoor rinks. And I would go, like, I would get dropped off, and a few hours later, my dad would come by, pick me back up, and if I was ready, I was ready. If not, 
come back another hour. Like, yeah, but I feel like it's got to be a little bit more than that. I feel like there's a lot more excuses for kids not to do that because you know you look you look at the kids who don't have all those excuses uh, up on the coast and they're you know they're figuring something out to get themselves a rink when there is absolutely none available. Like here, if you know you used to have to walk down the street now you got to walk three blocks to get to the rink like that that to me seems like a bit of a piss poor excuse mm-hmm. but i guess it it contributes to it if you could sit at home with your you know your ipad or whatever yeah. the kids are playing on these, be a, I, yeah. but at your age they had their, every kid had a game boy every kid had a super nintendo it's they had stuff to play as well but they still went out it's yeah I find sure it's rare it's rare that you see kids outside playing yeah yeah, absolutely, it but rare. it's but also you know like some places you're not allowed to slide anymore because of whatever. Uh, there's the I'm not, I'm not gonna say it's yeah it, it people are doing a hell of a lot less. That's 100. percent I'm not. Uh, there's no way around it. But I think there is uh, a factor. Is I think there's less availability when it comes to like sports of rinks of places to go play the stuff like you know uh, how how well are football or uh, football baseball fields are maintained now in some of these schools. Like they're, oh, they're overgrown, the yeah. They're oh, overgrown, man. and there's None, nothing yeah. to play. So like, yeah. you don't have people going out to play baseball anymore. So uh, I think it's it's when you know municipal councils and stuff like that, or or school boards are like looking at, all right, well we need to save money. Well, guess what? We're not maintaining that field. Like that's mm. uh, just let it grow in. The kids will will figure it out. That's the first thing to go. Well, there used to be more volunteer organizations, kind of like you know what you guys are doing. There used to be a lot more of this stuff. I feel like community engagement, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's it's both inspiring and somewhat depressing to see that, like, you see somebody do it, and everybody goes, "Oh my god, it's so amazing that people are are still doing this kind of stuff." Yet they're you know it's kind of depressing that everybody's got to be so surprised that that this stuff's still going on right and people are still volunteering to to help develop you know uh hockey leagues or or um maintain things like uh tennis courts or or baseball fields so um i, I don't know like it's 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 hard it makes you feel pretty old though when you start when you start talking about shit like that <laughs> So as far as like your involvement with all of this, uh, I know, you know, we've known each other for a while and um, we like you've always been involved in hockey ever since ever since I, I had met you, you you've been involved in some form or fashion in uh, the local hockey scene, either playing or being, you know, later on being involved uh, in coaching. So tell us a little bit about like your kind of background with hockey and how this all became a bit of a, well, if I may call it a love affair with hockey. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, well, sorry, Dash. <laughs> Years, well, gosh, I was probably five or six years old. I actually, I was a figure skater and um, living in Kapiskasing. And it was really expensive to be a figure skater because you had like private lessons Mm -hmm. and things like that. And my parents were big believers in like, you go all the way. Like if you're going to do something, you do it right and you don't quit. And so, but all of a sudden my mom was just like, wow, like these lessons are really expensive. We're going to put you in hockey. (laughs) Which is not expensive at all. (laughs) Back then. (laughs) You know, not knowing uh, what she was getting herself into. So back in the day, so my sister and I both switched to hockey. So what's now Timbit Hockey, that's when we started. So it was Type 2 back then. Okay. Um, it's like an- ankle biters? Same kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we kind of show up. We're the uh, only two who had some solid strides because we had been figure uh-huh. skating for a while. That's how I became a defenseman. I was the only kid who could skate backwards on the on the ice. And yeah, so we kind of we started playing hockey. I loved it immediately. 
Um, just kind of kept moving up, playing uh, boys' house league. That's all that was available back then. I think we were the mm-hmm. we were the only two girls in our age group that were playing back then. They were playing hockey. That were playing in your hometown. Yeah, in yeah. Caps. Okay. I think there was okay. a few older girls, uh, but there like I, I could probably count on two hands how many players, how many girl players there were. Yeah. So this was in the early nineties. Okay. Um, so by the time we we were about. 12 years old we got enough girls together to tr- uh, to start our own team mm-hmm. our own peewee team uh and i was kind of mentioned to you guys earlier how um parents had gotten together to uh, sign a petition not letting us play in the boys house league the peewee boys house league so and it was actually i think they got 30 to 40 signatures and the first game that was scheduled to play against the boys peewee house league uh the team refused to come out on the ice what I love that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and so, the coaches. I got a funny. I, me and Jay got a funny story about refusing to come no, out on the ice there, but we, 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 we might not talk about that. No. But but that that seems so absurd, right? But to to think yeah. about that that there's that a team would refuse to come out on the ice. Does it For not that. like harken back to yeah. to like you know like uh, the monkey segregation trials or something ridiculous? Shit, yeah. like, and like their the parents fuck? yelling like. Oh. They, they were yelling at us, and so I guess the ref ended up getting off, telling the coach, "Listen, if you don't put your team on the ice, like you are suspended for the rest of the year. Yeah. Get your team on the ice." We end up winning one nothing, oh, <laughs> and I think, and so I think everything kind of calmed down after that. But uh, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. And then uh, when I turned, like, so that year I was probably already playing competitive boys as well. I started okay. in Kiwi. And then from then on, I basically just played competitive boys till I left for university. Okay, yeah. so all throughout like your teens and, and yeah. high school, like. yeah, yeah, and and we've played against each other. Yeah, we yeah. played against each other a few times. Yeah, a few, I don't know if you know. remember, you gave me a concussion one year. Jesus Christ! Okay, yeah. thanks. I thought that w- I was <laughs> hoping I that wouldn't come. I, I want to bring it up. That's going to be so awkward. But I not. It was um, not it wasn't intentional. It's was just because I'm short, right? So whenever I would get hit, I would often get an elbow. Just because I went to your elbows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I don't. I, I have never been for uh, at a loss for words on this podcast. <laughs> I don't know. What I do recall to say. right after that, one of your players came and uh, uh, decided. Well, he has to stick up for you. One after me. Corey, drop the gloves. McGee drops the gloves. McGee within. Half a second rips that guy's helmet off, and I couldn't. It was like it was comical. It was almost like a cartoon. Swings for this guy. And this guy ran away. Just and Corey was. That's the kind of guys you had defending he, you. He, right? he, like yeah. Corey first didn't notice because until he was almost falling over. Like what the heck's going on? Like where was that face? I, I swung at something. No one showed up. And the guy turned around and said, "No, wait. You got to take your helmet off first. And Corey just I just points the ground. You come here right now. The guy said, nope. <laughs> Fight was over. I didn't even know that happened, but I was yeah. like semi-comatose yeah, yeah, on the bench. Yeah, I guess so. it like, and it's funny, like... It- if I, it wasn't a really hard hit. It was the way my head went into the board. Yeah, and it's the and, way uh, it just kind of all. It, it, it was like a distance. For, if anything, like I, that was a boarding boarding penalty. Did, on my, did, on did my high school house. Lindsay hate Corey at the time? Like, were you like really mad at him for a while? No, um, she had to sit out for a bit. So 
Well, actually, <laughs> truthfully, I actually played that night. Oh, okay. shit. Um, but got hit again, and I was out for months. Oh. Yeah, it was not a smart uh, move on yeah, my well, part. Yeah, well, we didn't know the stuff about yeah. concussions back yeah, then. Yeah. <laughs> I remember like, you getting out The doctor yeah, was like, oh, like, don't take Advil and don't go to sleep. Yeah. I went home. I passed out. I was oh. so exhausted. Uh. Yeah, I couldn't play for about a month, but I think it's, well, it's probably my second yeah, hit. Yeah, for the second hit. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I was always under the impression, like, I was always told, my parents would always tell me, you want to play there? You suck it up and you take it. And that's how I always was. So you hit me, I'm going to get back up and we're, it's going to be okay. At the See, same time, I had sex with Paula. Just <laughs> suck it up and take it. And I said, okay, I'll take it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, you know this is going to be viewed by tens of people, right? <laughs> tens of people. Um, no, that, that's uh, that's a really interesting kind of topic of discussion because uh, we were talking about this a little bit before, and I thought it would make for good discussion is to talk about you know boys and girls playing hockey and the way the way it is now. Like, I don't know, I don't know. It, I guess depending on who, whose viewpoint you're looking at, at it from. Do you think it's better now that girl? There's a lot more girls playing hockey, so there's a lot more options available. A lot more, um, uh, like, there's enough girls teams to make to have a girls league, right? right? Lizzie, think yeah. about think about your answer for a sec. Okay, oh, cut you off. think about your answer. Beer bullshit thing. Because I want more beer. Okay, sorry. And I will discuss the beer part. So think about your answer. So you have nice, nice, concise. Uh, uh, answer concise, concise. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're on a well, strict time frame here. I, I, I can't beat that Paula comment, so <laughs> I'll do my best. All right, so tonight we are drinking. What are we drinking tonight, Jay? It's pretty good. Stone Hammer Brewing Premium Session Lager from Guelph, Ontario. It's also, uh, I think, Stone Hammer is also F and M Brewery. Brew- bleh, brewery. Uh, not too sure why one says Stonehammer, the other one says F and M. But anyways, uh, Stonehammer Brewery, uh, a finely crafted light lager produced with 100% premium German Pilsner malt, producing an easy drinking lager with a light, refreshing malt taste. In other words, a light beer with flavor. Uh, it is a uh, 4.2%. Four percent alcohol. I don't it's know why. Beer. Uh, beer advocates give me a different, uh, some different stuff, but essentially still the same. Uh, the beer advocate score is. Give, oh, actually, I'll wait. Till, what do you guys say it is? Uh, what What would you rate this on a one to ten, Mrs. Deshaun? I'm not even a huge beer drinker, and I really liked this, so I'm going to give it an eight. an eight. Oh shit! Generous. Yeah. Um, because it's light. I enjoy light beer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not quite what I'm I'm used to. I think I'm gonna have to give it like a four point five. And it's uh, and I know Jay's gonna tell me that I have to rate it for what it is, right? But I, I have a hard time with that. I mean, it's all beer to me. So it's all beer to you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a light lager. Uh, essentially, kind of like every light beer you have. Uh, it does have flavor though. It's, it's more flavorful than uh, all the other crappy light beers if zero is Coors Light and if zero, well, I would give this uh, I, I would I would give it a seven uh, but I just I think like like you're saying is you have a hard time distinguishing I uh, so I would give it uh, five and a half I've often Ooh. been told that if I like a beer beer drinkers won't like it there we go so, oh. so we, we go. are 
Yeah, so and if you're not a beer, beer drinker, if you're not a beer drinker, you will love this. There you but go. I try, I, like, like I was telling Corey. Okay, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna put that quote in the description when we tag them. There you go. And we are definitely not okay because me and Jay have been kind of talking about how which beer company is gonna send us swag first. Not which a one. It's probably gonna be Full Beard if we're like if yeah. we really kind of you know yeah. get in there with him. Uh, <laughs> he'll kind of hook us up, but um, if if not. We're kind of talking about who's going to send us some swag. Well, it's definitely not going to be this beer company. Yeah. And you know what? I, I, If this was in the fridge, I'd grab it and i drink it. So I, I think maybe it should get a couple points for it. True. But uh, I, I just it's just a light lager. I would like to try their other ones to see what... Uh, they have other stuff? Yeah, that's they, like, they have okay. other beers. So uh, they, they don't just have light lager. So I think... Uh, I did pick a light lager uh, just in case people did not, did not like beer. Thank you. So I, I figured like I, I picked something that was easy drinking. Uh, so I, I grabbed it, uh, but they do have other flavors, and I would like to try those to see, uh, uh, really compare them, really see what they're how they stack up against other uh, other companies, breweries. Yeah, other beers we've had featured yeah. on the podcast. Well, yeah. All right. So where were we before we were so uh, rudely interrupted by Jason with his beer talk? Actually, I love when he does the voice. It's fucking great. It's great. Great radio. So smooth. <laughs> we were talking about um, uh, about girls hockey and seeing if um, you know the development of it and the fact that and, and and I don't know. Like I guess maybe I'm a little bit out of touch with how hockey is today, especially minor hockey. Are like, are there still girls playing a lot with with boys, or or has girls hockey developed to the point where it can be its own thing? You know, um, I know of one girl playing competitive bantam. I don't think there's any girls playing midget unless it's midget house league. Um, no, it's it's developed to something that you there's no longer the need to play boys hockey, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. So in the past few years, we've had lots of girls leave. So they'll, um, like, because there's some top hockey programs uh, in Sudbury, in North Bay. We've even had girls go as far as Brantford um, in Ottawa. So we have girls, if, if they're not finding what they need at home, they, they're not even looking to boys hockey. They're looking to move away. Really? Yeah. Okay, so it's almost like, you know what, we're done with this. Like, you, it, there's not, like you say, there's no need, there's no expressed desire to have... Uh, for girls to want to play with boys right. anymore. Um, and I mean, last year, I think, was the first year that the Girls Association had a team in every single age group. So from Timbits all the way up to senior. So senior is 21 plus. So they mm. had a team in every single division, which is fantastic. It's the first time that's ever happened. Man, that's... Yeah. That is pretty amazing, mm-hmm. and and I guess like uh, what I was referring to, if and you you know you mentioned that it was it was amazing that that girls have these these options now. Um, is it because you feel like girls in the past may have been turned off by the fact that they would have had to play boys hockey instead of you know having their own league, that they may have shied away from it or maybe eh. that could be. Um... I'm not well. I'm not sure because I, I love playing boys hockey, mm-hmm. but also my alternative was moving very, very far away, like Toronto. Mm-hmm. And even then, girls hockey wasn't the greatest. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, when you say hockey, not the greatest, I mean it wasn't as developed as what it was, oh, okay. as what it is today. Okay. Like for example, we have girls that are signing 
in grade 10 for universities. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, okay. that's the year to sign. Grade 9, grade 10, if you can get scouted by then, you're set to go. And that's like Ontario teams as well. So we have girls that are committing to Nipissing in grade 9 and grade 10. <laughs> so that's how competitive it is. Whereas when I went to Western, I spoke to the coach before. He saw a bit of video from me playing. Uh-huh. I He's basically, he's just like, okay, come to the tryout. Uh, we'll put you up in athletes, like in our athletes floor for res. I showed up, I made the team, and I played for five years. Whereas now, like, a walk-on is extremely rare. They'll, they'll have tryouts, scouted. but the, yeah, you're being scouted. And do you find yeah. there's an issue uh, or still a difficulty with uh, uh, people in, like, Timmins or the North being... Like having the exposure that uh, someone in a, a Toronto area would have, because I know I had a, a good friend from St. Catharines. She played Division One at St. Lawrence University. Uh, she was great, but honestly, I played with you. I played, with, you know, a senior sister play. I played with uh, Mel Bruna. Any of these girls were as comparable or better. And this girl's Division One, and I played with other girls that she knew uh, in intramural leagues in Windsor, and they played for Dartmouth. They played for whatever old Division One. And the ones I knew here who played with the boys were just as good or better. So, like, mm-hmm. uh, is it, it was it an exposure factor that they got being from Southern Ontario or? Uh, um, like, back in my day, yes, it's for sure exposure. Mm-hmm. So, I know, for example, there was a group of Sudbury girls. They had to do, like, a U.S. tour. So, they left with their parents. I think it was, like, six to ten girls. And they traveled and went to various universities in the States to practice with them to be seen. Because they were also playing boys hockey. So, there's no way of getting scouted if you're playing boys hockey because scouts won't show up. Well, obviously. Um, Whereas now, I mean, we had a girl from our team last year make the Brock team as a walk-on, which was fantastic. Um, But we would try to also hit up double-A tournaments. So, girls hockey, there's no triple-A. It ends at double A. Okay. So like a double A team is like a top team in okay. the province. So we would go to double A tournaments just for girls to get exposure. And they would get exposure. Like double A boys tournaments? Or girls. Girls. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We'd go to double A girls tournaments. Um, and we'd, we'd perform quite well. We were very strong last year. We were ranked second in the province. Uh, midget A. So like a strong midget A team can compete with like a mid like a top t- like 10 to 20 uh, midget double-A team. So we would try to just, like, we would push them and we'd go to those tournaments to get exposure. And there's, like, known tournaments for scouts. So there's tournaments that you don't go to because it's a waste of time, and there's tournaments that you go to because you know you'll get exposure. It's very, very political now. Man. So, where, yeah. so like, where is this going now? It, like, um, I, I guess on the boys' side, there was always, like, those two streams, right? Guys could go play junior hockey or they could go. And I'm saying this because me and Jay are uh, former hockey players. Our listeners might not know that. And I say former. I emphasize former. <laughs> what we do now is more like glide around and maybe call for a pass from now and then. But and just, the, you know, yell at each other for not passing the puck to the other one. Yeah, pretty, the much, entire pretty time. much. We just chirp each other, even when we're on the same team. Um, so <laughs> what was I saying? Uh, Back in the day, there was like the two streams, right? Guys could go play junior hockey and make a run at the pros, or they could, uh, you know, uh, take the education side. And you know, there was still the possibility of making a run at the pros on that side as well. Um, it seems like what you're describing to me in girls hockey that there's uh, what, what seems to be the goal is if a girl can can kind of pursue her education yeah. with, uh, with with sport um, is like. 
are there professional women's like hockey leagues? Are there? there it's actually starting. They're not paid yet, but there's okay. tripl- there's actually Triple A senior down south. So there's Toronto have a few teams. Calgary have teams. Um, so they're trying to get it started, but really, girls will continue. Will play high levels of hockey to go to university and yeah. to play. To, to get that the scholarship, ultimate goal. the ultimate goal yeah. is to get the scholarship and go away. Or even like in my case, we turned down the scholarship and went to Western, just because mm-hmm. I was thinking, wow, like, do I want to travel seventeen hours to see my family? <laughs> um, not. And like, good friend, like Sabrina Sullivan, because she went to Chattanooga on a full scholarship yeah. for running, mm-hmm. and that's what she said. She said it was just so stressful knowing that your educate you have to be on your game running if you want to stay there. So it's there's stress because like if you're not running well, you're off the team. You can't afford your education. You you're coming back home. Yeah. So I was lucky that my parents paid for my school regardless, and I could go. Pl- I played varsity hockey, but it wasn't hanging over my head that if I had a, right yeah. if I had a terrible season, I could come back and try out the next year. Mm. I wasn't losing a scholarship. I wasn't losing everything I've built. Yeah, I've never yeah. really considered that. I guess like uh especially scholarships, like uh athletic scholarships in the states are pretty elaborate and yeah. like full rides and that they're they're yeah. worth a lot of money, right? Like just cuz yeah. well, I had a buddy who played uh, played division 1 and he his first or second I think his second year busted his leg. And essentially because he signed a full ride, he had a full ride, but the next year like he was he played they they got him on team and he played he ended up playing uh southern professional afterwards which i don't think is i think it's defunct now i think anyways uh but he they essentially wouldn't look at him like the team disowned him because he was hurt and couldn't play yeah. it's like mm-hmm. sorry we're not talking to you like the players wouldn't talk to him oh fuck yeah fuck that was pretty guys. intense was pretty yeah like when we went we went to rochester for a hockey tournament we'd go to the states once a year to go play and one year was rochester so we went to rit mm-hmm. and uh their girls team they just got division one so like they've and it was amazing to see like and they basically told us if our girls get any lower than a ten on a beep test they can't play, and like a ten that's pretty intense. Oh, I don't I even done think... a beep test in a really long time, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I could never do a ten. Yeah, so oh, you, they... could, you had your your prime. You were able to in high school. You could do it. Think so? Oh yeah, I don't know about that. Oh yeah, but it's still I, hard. It's still. It's yeah. Oh, yeah. So he actually, and he was saying at the moment they had three girls who couldn't get a ten, so they weren't playing. They could Man. practice, but they can't. But suit they couldn't up. play. No, till they got a ten. See that that yeah. to me is, and again, it's probably because I, I definitely have not stayed involved in, uh, in in anything hockey related. But it's a it's kind of reassuring to me, especially like I I have a daughter now, and I feel like she'll have more opportunities you know growing up than um uh, than a girl would have had when we were growing up you know mm-hmm. a lot a lot more opportunities to do different things it's it, i don't know i guess the, you're starting to blur the line between like what girl sports and guy sports were when we were growing up right yeah girls did dance did figure skating guys played hockey and baseball and masturbated yeah. and, uh, <laughs> And you know what? Some of us and they took it serious and you know took it into the senior leagues. Jay got a full ride. Full, full ride. I didn't get paid much for it, but you know what? When you're when you love what you do, you keep doing it, and you watch tape, you perfect your form, you just don't stop. That's just some people. That's what you call it. Take it serious. Game tape. No, no, no. Of yourself. Of yourself. You gotta watch your form. Why, why? Am I the weird one here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah. 
So on that note, <laughs> uh, Jay, uh, we, we like to do something a little bit fun on here. Uh, Jay's prepared us uh, a game. We usually play the Rotten Tomatoes game, but um, since we knew you were coming in, Jay prepared us a new game tonight. Something... I don't know. Is it is it fresh or is it just a rehash well, from another? Oh, absolutely, another absolutely, podcast. absolutely. We steal shit from other podcasts. On all other time. podcasts. It's also on sporkle.com, dot com, which is a, a trivia uh, website I go to all the time when I kill time at, uh, at my previous employment. It's not where I currently work because I'm all business where I currently work. Sure. Don't say where. Uh, anyways, uh, so uh, the game is a uh, TiVo trivia. So essentially, is I and we've done it once on this show before, but Mr. McGee wasn't here. It was with the uh, the local transient, John Blanche. Oh, so it's rehash from our podcast. That, that as well, that as well, oh. and, and Rick Lemieux, where we did uh, uh, cop films. Tried to they're mainly comedic films, but cop films because we had Rick Lemieux. Uh, so today we we're going to have uh, we're going to do sport films. Okay. So what it is is I will uh, describe a film. Which would appear in the TiVo or TV Guide description of that film, and the first one to say what film it is gets a point. So all My you gotta guess. do, so just to, I would say, yell in your name. So it'd be Corey or Lindsay. Just yell in your name, and You're then so, bell okay, for go this for next time. Your bell is your name. <laughs> all right, so. Uh, you just say the name, and if you get it, yeah. If you're if you're ju- if you're quick on it, but you know you're wrong, too bad. You're done. The other person guesses. guesses do you watch that. a lot of movies? Um. Oh, some well, of these. We'll see. You'll we'll know see. most of these. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I kept them to sports. I want, I want to do old hockey, but uh, uh, please tell me Mighty Ducks is in there because, like, That's what I was thinking my, too. my oh. kid watches Mighty Ducks. No Mighty Ducks a day. Two, <laughs> That's Mighty too Ducks easy. Three. Too easy. All right, so we are going to start with a skilled young hockey player prospect hoping to attract attention of professional scouts is pressured to show that he can fight if challenged during his stay in a Canadian minor hockey town. Lindsay? Is it Goon? No. Oh, fuck. Corey. Are you kidding? Is it Youngblood? Yes, it is. <laughs> I don't even know that fuck movie. No, no, Youngblood. Oh, my oh. God. Oh. 1982. Okay. I'm, pr- I'm, I'm oh. like feeling the need to stop this fucking podcast and, and put right it on. now and put it on. The, it, like Rob Lowe, 19 what? 82? 1982. 1982. Patrick Swayze. Keanu Reeves. Oh, Keanu Reeves is a goalie. He just doesn't. He says like three words, but th- there's a scene in this film, which I, I think is the best scene ever. Patrick Swayze is the captain. This, you know, like he's going to go to and the this show. Is hockey? Oh, yes, hockey! Yeah, hockey. he's going to the show. Rob Rob Lowe's the new fast kid from somewhere in Michigan, coming up to this hick town called Hamilton, and fighting the hicks from Thunder Bay, the Thunder Bay Bombers, uh, and Racky. That's that's who it is. Racky's the, the goon. Anyway, so the, Swayze's like doesn't like Rob Lowe, hates him. They initiate him by shaving his nuts for some reason. <laughs> Well, that was a typical initiation back yeah, in the day, exactly. wasn't it? So, literally, <laughs> they go mid-game. They're literally just skating around center ice circle, passing to each other, trying to like prove to each other that they're better than the other one for literally like fifty-eight seconds, just going in a circle, passing, and it's like it, you you would. It would just never happen because he would get killed. And they literally just did a circle the entire time. And the best hockey the, the, scene the ever. The plot arc in this movie is it's just. 
something to to witness. Oh. Like he gets he gets kicked off the team for not fighting for not fighting. Okay, not because he's not a great hockey player. He actually quits. Than I think he actually quits. Okay, he, yeah, he quits because he's embarrassed because he he didn't fight. Yeah, and then he goes back home to his farm to his farm. Like for a montage scene of him learning to fight, and, this is- and then he comes back, and they just let him back on the team. And, and he- this within the same playoff series with the same against yeah. the same team. This is so like six months there. Like- yeah. <laughs> it's just he left for a weekend, fights his dad on an outdoor rink, and then his brother, who was a better hockey player but lost his eye, uh, teaches him how to fight. And uh, I really want to watch this. It is, it is fantastic. Can we? Oh. I just um, I wanted to sidebar something though. For okay. This. Oh sure. Uh, hockey players, what's the worst initiation you've ever had that you can share? <laughs> I can share on the really? podcast. We can share anything on this podcast. <laughs> this is uh, this is going up on YouTube. I but I mean, like, I was a mouth. I didn't really get much. I. Initiation. I. You know what? I can't even think of anything off the top of my head. Like I. No I, rookie parties. No. 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 Rookie parties. No. 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 It's boring. It really is. Like, but. Uh, I like know, that you guys pro- are like making eye contact. Like, no, no, like, no. We're sort of there, was, there was nothing. There was nothing. Well, Randy Vermont touched move on. me once, but <laughs> that was just. We just did it on our own. Okay, what, what, do you think that this would make for an entertaining podcast? We've talked about this before. We would just invite a whole bunch of guys that we used to play hockey with and sit yes. here and tell well, stories. And Those 12 stories. guys would love it. Those 12, the, the other 12 guys who aren't on the show would love it because, oh, I remember that one. Next to that, it'd be kind of boring. I, I don't know. I think it'd be pretty good because I feel like there'd be some pretty funny stories. Oh, there would probably be some good ones. Yeah, oh, yeah. There would Mainly be you would have to have one character who was years, since, since we've been like seven to... 18 was the biggest shit disturber and like just really bad kid was Lee Tiffany. That kid <laughs> has stories about him. It was ridiculous. Like, I remember him. Oh, yeah, he was nuts. Anyways, back to our game. <laughs> so, so that was young blood. Yeah, that was young blood. Anyways, that was close though. Goon, you said when, fighting. No, no, you no, said fighting. That's what in I thought town. initially as well. Yeah. Because when he said Canadian town, and yeah. I, I'm pretty sure like fighting wasn't just central to Youngblood. Like, oh, uh, before I go to the next one, you guys should really check out. Uh, there's a Vice uh, Vice News uh, expose documentary about the LHNH, the the Quebec like Goon League, which the Goon is based on. There's a huge Vice City thing, and then just start watching not Vice City Vice News, <laughs> then start checking out all the uh, YouTube brawls of this league it is insane I, it's actually kind of scary like my heart starts like racing because i'm like oh my god someone's gonna stop these people someone's gonna get hurt <laughs> anyways yeah no check it out it's actually pretty badass that's what the vegas team should be doing yeah that's what, that's just what they should do in vegas just complete yeah it'd be perfect all right so next one a boy lands a job with the chicago cubs after an arm injury leaves him with a major league Corey. pitching talent yeah rookie of the year Rookie of the Year, 1993. Do you remember that one? That's an old one. It's like, the guy I, from I know, American Pie that was in it, right? I know. I watched it. I just don't remember what it's about. Yeah. Uh, he breaks his arm and then suddenly he's like oh, throwing yeah, the hardest fastball yes, ever. Yes. Broken like this. Yeah. Yeah. And then he breaks it. He breaks it right before the big game. So yeah. He can't throw, or he falls. It. Yeah. He falls, falls it and puts it back into place. Oh, I can, I can throw normal now. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So stupid. But I think in, in order to get it, to, oh, is that rookie of the year? Because there's the other one that was uh, uh, the coach where he becomes the manager. 
It was like the same type of thing. It was like ha- it happened like the year after. There was rookie year. There was the movie where he becomes the coach of the twins and teaches them how to play. Like they're, they're playing literally like uh, like stick ball. Was like, that the rules. sequel? No, it wasn't a sequel. But it was like almost the exact same thing. But I'm, I angels in the outfield. Not angels. <laughs> Is that with, with Charlie Sheen there? Charlie Sheen shows up with his glasses no. and he pitches. And that's uh, wa- ma- major, major league. league. Major yeah. League. Okay. Okay. That's what I'm going to get rid of. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> A deep bond develops between a cantankerous trainer and a female boxer. He uh, boxer he re- reluctantly yeah million dollar baby yes I screwed up oh, it's a great shit. movie great movie Academy yeah, Award winner can, right there. You know what I'm? Is that the one where she hits her head on the? Is she no? Mm, I don't know. She hits her head at one point like uh, I think she gets yeah, still, yeah. knocked out or whatever. Yeah, she gets yeah. yeah. She's dying. They, they should pull the court. Or what, what's her name again? Yeah, yeah. She, it's, so, yeah. Uh, Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank. Yeah. There you go. So it's not Karate Kid Part 4? <laughs> she Three was, ninjas. Hillary, no, she, Hillary Swank was Karate Kid and Karate Kid Part 4. Bullshit. Really? 100%. I did not know that. 100%. You, if you can try to prove me wrong here, karate look kid. it up. I know my Hillary Swank movies. <laughs> the next Karate Kid. Hillary Swank. Yeah, he's right. Man. Jesus Christ. Okay. Anyways. Young Hillary Swank. The next one. Next one. A heavyweight champ gives a, Fidelf- a Philadelphia club fighter a title shot. I didn't give names because it was going to be too easy if I gave the names. Say that again. A heavyweight champ gives a Philadelphia <laughs> club fighter a title shot. Holy shit. Um, yes, Philadelphia Lindsay Rocky. Club fighter. Right, Lindsay Rocky, she said it. <laughs> what? 1976. See, and I've never seen the Rocky movies. I just knew you, Philadelphia. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, it was never yeah, really I, knew, I knew the Philadelphia. You've never seen any of the Rocky no. movies? Oh, they are fantastic. When Mr. I've, had, T- I've had an argument about this uh, with my one friend that number two is the best. Number four is the best. With Drago? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. that's the, by far the best. That's number well, one is the second best, and then I'll go number two. Anytime you beat the Russians, mm. oh, it, yeah. it's the best of any. Mr. T was part three. Yeah, yeah Mr. Part, part three. three. Mr. T was good. No, was like, yeah, yeah, he says Plumber, Yeah, he thinks number three is the best. I don't think so. Number four is the best. Drago, oh, such a good, oh, <laughs> such a good Lund- villain. Dolph I'm gonna go Lundgren. home and have all these movies oh, to watch. <laughs> I can't believe you haven't watched a Rocky movie. I can't believe I didn't guess that. Oh. Like, it's it just. And like, like that took a while. Apollo, <laughs> Apollo Creed gives Apollo Creed gives him a title shot. Wow, I, and it's it's one of the best ones because and spoiler alert, but I'm sorry, it's from 1976. You should figure it out by now. He doesn't win. Like the good guy doesn't win the championship. He loses. It's one of the few. It's, it's that and Cool Runnings are essentially the only true, two. Eh? In part two, comes back and wins it. But Cool yeah. Runnings would have been like just unbelievable though. Yeah, and it's it supposed to be based on a true story, mm-hmm. right? So. It, you can't just to, make to, to the Jamaican bobsled team win <laughs> the gold medal. Like, uh, wait a minute. <laughs> True story. All right, next one. The Virginia High School hires a black football coach after undergoing integration. Oh, fuck off. Remember the Titans? That was a good I was going to say, we are the Titans. It's fucking, <laughs> we are Marshall, Marshall. and <laughs> yeah. remember the Titans. Uh, Jesus, I'm getting my ass kicked. I, right. I'm so used to being beat at these games, though. Like our I'm surprised. This is not like my forte here. All right. Like, it's, it's, it's going all right. All right. I don't want to play in a game where it is your forte. <laughs> <laughs> a high school baseball coach 
makes it to the major leagues as a middle age relief pitcher? Is this with Kevin Costner? No, it is not. Uh, fuck. Uh, okay, a high school baseball coach makes it to the major league as a middle age relief pitcher. A middle age. So it's not. Who's who's in this not, movie? It's not for the love of the game. Uh, who's in the movie? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Give us another hint. Starring. Uh, Let me just open it up. I know who it is, but I just want to make sure. I want to get the other people in it. Uh, Starring Dennis Quaid and Rachel Griffiths. Oh, fuck. Like Field of Dreams? It's a Disney movie. (laughs) Uh, Yes, yes. uh, Dear Lord. uh, I know this one is going to... The year 2000. No one's getting this point. I might have to actually bring one that I deleted as a tiebreaker just in case. Are we tied? Uh, No, not yet. Okay, give us another hint. Uh, <laughs> it, anyways, it's called The Rookie, so you're not um, getting it. All right. Uh, I see what they did there. He's a middle-aged yes. man. Came back at the age of 41. He's a rookie. It's, and it's kind of a, weird. Based on a true story. Really? Yes. It's just like um, the hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. We need, we, I need to make a comeback here yes, you because do. I'm getting my ass kicked. All right. The beer-drinking manager of a peewee team bribes a girl pitcher to lead them to lose. Why is it? Oh. To lead his losers. I don't know why. This, my little description screwed it up. Oh, Corey. Go ahead. Bad News Bears. 1976 Bad News Bears. Walter Matthau. Grumpy old man. All right. All right. So, we are tied. I feel, you did so good with everything pre-2000. <laughs> And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. The Sandlot? I've started wearing a hat on these podcasts because my hairline showed too much. All right. So this is the tiebreaker, guys. All right. Tiebreaker. A failing ice hockey team finds success. Mighty Ducks. Using constant fighting and violence during games. (laughs) Oh, oh, uh, Corey. (laughs) Slapshot. Yes! 1977. Oh. I just tried. Yeah, that's why. That's yeah. why. No, you know what? When he said a failing hockey team, that was my first instinct. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck, she got it. Technically, no, there they has weren't to a- be Mighty Duck in here somewhere. First of all, Mighty Ducks, it was not a failing team yet. He got he got just brought in to coach. A failing team? Well, they weren't. They were I don't terrible. think they were in a team yet. No, they were 0-5. Goldberg. She says it were in they the first, She oh. says it in the, uh, Trust me, I oh, watch this five okay. times a day. It's, uh, but the best part of Mighty Ducks, I always got to say is he's coaching his team because he got charged for a DUI, and that's his punishment for a DUI, is to coach a peewee team, which I think is hilarious. A, we, we've had this conversation before. He said that that Gordon Bombay had the best movie lawyer of oh, all yeah, time absolutely. that got him off. But you know what's crazy? That I don't know that that's necessarily true. Gordon Bombay was representing himself. Yeah, I know. I don't <laughs> he is the best movie lawyer. So. <laughs> so, like, but and, it, but and what's crazy? He but his 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 boss cuts the deal to judge. Yeah, it's his it. boss yeah. that cuts the deal. And what's crazy is this: the initial scene when they're in the courtroom is 
Gordon Bombay against his rival, I forget what is it, Frank or something yeah. like that. And then he basically gets his client off when the guy was actually guilty and he's supposed to be this big hotshot lawyer. And then the next scene is like he's a completely disgraced, drunk driving fool who's sitting there in front of the judge and the <laughs> and his rival lawyer is sitting there all smug like we got you now. <laughs> next thing you know, he's fucking off coaching a peewee hockey team for his punishment for driving drunk and potentially injuring somebody <laughs> like and like by far the worst hockey ever oh, like yeah. what as a kid i was always like wow these guys are really good oh, and then you watch it as an adult you're like oh it takes like oh. 28 seconds to get from one end to the other yeah it's, just it's like the passes are just so slow oh. and do you know what i noticed is they address a really big plot hole at the very beginning because it was a tie game and he had a penalty shot right yeah right. so when he misses and hits the post as as a little kid, and the goalie takes off celebrating like they just won the fucking game, <laughs> like you'd think, okay, this was a shootout, and he, you know, he missed. It was he, a he penalty shot. shot. It was a penalty yeah. shot. The, and then later on, in the movie goes, yeah, we I missed it by a quarter inch, and then we lost in overtime. Then we lost overtime <laughs> after, yeah. And I always thought that too. Like, well, the rest of the team fucked up too. <laughs> no one else scored anything. Uh, but the best of that though is when he walks into the rink and sees all the banners, and there's the one like yellow banner between saying finalists, and he's like, he's still upset. That was a peewee. He was 12 years old. He is now 45, and he's still like crying about. Oh, I can't believe I lost. He, this guy peewee. we then find out went to go play pro and got his knee taken <laughs> up by someone. <laughs> so how is he still? care about what happened in peewee hockey yeah, he went to play pro he was friends with mike Medano. no big deal like <laughs> well this guy was the best peewee hockey player i've ever met he actually says that actually the, mike Medano talks about him being a great hawker the best peewee because it really mattered back then <laughs> exactly yeah. peewee hockey yeah. if you could be the best peewee hockey player you're making it there, there's a lot of ridiculousness that goes on in movies when they talk about hockey and it just goes to show that all these movies are made in the states and oh, yeah. they have no, no idea no idea of what hockey like i guess hockey culture is really like and the only one that really embodies it pretty good I thought and they did it really well for their time especially with Slapshot yeah. Yeah. like the profanity and the uh, I don't want to get too Trump-esque here but the locker room talk oh, yeah. is is perfect like yeah. it, but I gotta say uh, Letterkenny the junior hockey players they speak 100% like a junior hockey player speaks <laughs> like that is bang on it I've never fantastic. been a junior hockey player, Jay. so fast. You've got to, like, rewatch it a few times because <laughs> yeah, they're, they're spitting it oh, out yeah. and you're like, what did he just say? I, I know it's funny. I'm going to laugh. I'm, I'm laughing <laughs> just because I know it's going to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> just because what he's saying really relates to me in my life. Oh, man. I know that guy. <laughs> yeah, I've met uh, a few of those uh, Letter Kenny guys. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yeah. No, they, they do a really good job on that show. That show in general is pretty fucking hilarious Solid. i still yeah. haven't seen see, well they've started season three right was it supposed no. to play right after the super bowl season two season two was that or was it right after super bowl? yeah started? first episode of season oh. three was supposed to be available I well know. i don't know I, 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 I might be speaking yeah. on my ass here but that was right after the super bowl which by the way did everybody here watch this watch the super bowl when was that <laughs> no uh, what is this super bowl <laughs> you're speaking of did no. you watch the super bowl i did not you, you didn't, didn't watch no it. i just I really don't care for football. No? Not yeah, at all. No, and even like the halftime, I, I'm just like, ah, I'll find out about it later. I'll watch the halftime show later. No, no, that's okay. So, um, <laughs> don't worry about it. I, I, I like kick the bar or the mic at least once a <laughs> yeah. podcast. So, 
Um, no. But uh, the the Super Bowl, like I also don't really I, I like football, but I don't follow it. Um, yeah. The Super Bowl was the only game I watched this year, but it was fucking incredible oh, yeah. to watch. Like that comeback was unreal. I literally it is the greatest. One of the best things I've yeah. ever seen. Myself I've and like probably most people said like, oh, when when the Falcons got the touchdown to make it twenty eight to three, it was like, all right, this game's over. Like uh, two quarters left, game's over. Let's go home. No yeah. problem. Go home. Well, there was something like, on, t- yeah. like on the on Facebook is like, okay, to win this game, I need two touchdowns, three interceptions. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it just, I'm sitting there like, oh, well, there's another touchdown. It's another one. Well, math, well, you know, they can do it. All right, they got another one. All right, this is going to happen now. Like, especially that first half where, you know, they miss a field goal, uh, getting picked, getting sacked, nonstop. And it was like Atlanta couldn't do anything wrong. Yeah, they were yeah. killing. And yeah. then it was like, what the fuck's happening? And then it just. Two com- two point conversions. Yeah, just fell apart. Completely fell apart. Uh, it was crazy. Oh. Yeah, that, that, was, uh, that happened this week, folks. Tom Brady became the greatest quarterback of all time. It was, uh, it was insane. Mm-hmm. Did you see that with uh, Jeannie Bouchard there? Yeah, yeah. Fuck, I'm, I'm upset I didn't, I didn't really put cool. that out there. He's bummed that he well, didn't do yeah. that. Oh, you got to play the odds sometimes, my friends. Well, people are saying like she should, like the guy should kind of bow out and say like, "Listen, I know it was a joke. We, what? Sh- we don't have to do this awkward date." Well, she oh, said but, he's long probably as, oh, uh, he's probably working out now, doing oh, yeah. pushups every night. <laughs> gonna get a good swell like, long like, I'm getting there. in there. I am not at, like yeah. they're gonna have to kick yeah. me out because she said like, "Oh, I'll do it, but you have to still plan a date and make it fun." Yeah, so I'm like, you yeah, heard that. Yeah. Pretty fun, yeah, you heard that on uh, uh, was it TSN? Like, I, was it I, read it. I think I read it on TSN. Yeah, yeah, and uh, she was basically saying like, I'll fly him out. Yeah, like I'll pay for his flight, but he's got to pay for the rest of the date and plan it and all that. That's for man, badass. You know what? Just try it. Hey, you, if your your bag percentage is going to be point zero zero one, hey, you still got a chance to hit something. Still got just. <laughs> Go for it. That's what I teach my son. I don't know what it's he's like, talking about. Your bang right now, but... might be not like super low. Just keep trying. Just throw it out there. See what happens. Wear him down. <sighs> he's just got to be a charmer. That's oh, yeah. it. He's got a couple, yeah. a couple good lines. Yeah. And you know, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't understand women. Was it, so. And what isn't it? His like Twitter uh, handle like something. St- Stupid. No, I don't know. I don't know what I it was. I forget what it is. <laughs> People are like, like if that's his Twitter handle. Oh, he's super douche. He's going to show a big grease bag. <laughs> oh, man. So right now we are missing, uh, currently it is Tuesday night, we are missing uh, the Ted Cruz and Bernie Sanders Obamacare debate right now. Uh, it's on CNN. Now we kind do we of have to talk politics uh, tonight? I've, I've had like... I've oh, we don't have so to. I much. Th- I no, 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 no. I, I, I know I'm going to want to. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to mm-hmm. want to talk politics. It's just, man, I feel like we've been so lighthearted tonight talking about oh, yeah. like old Let's hockey not, stories and talking about feel I good stuff that were. But you know what? The I I said that on this podcast when we were talking about uh, with Jill about the Bernie and and Ted Ted Cruz thing that I thought that would have been a way more constructive conversation mm-hmm. to have having those two guys being the the nominees i mean yeah the conservative probably, guy against the yeah, super socialist like, like the guy who's like uh, i guess you could call him a principled yeah. conservative except he did shill for fucking trump at the end yeah he was like yeah like feeling calls you could just see how painful it was uh, for him but he like 
a principled conservative against a principled socialist and just basically actually debating the ideas. Then people can sit there and like, okay, you know what? Maybe these guys are kind of on the extremes of their ideas, but when you kind of get them together, they can at least make some sense of it yeah. all. As long, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to watch it tomorrow, I guess. Yeah, and, and, you know, hopefully that'll be a constructive conversation. Well, and they had their, their was it like a, a sit-in? What was the... That's the education the, uh, uh, appointment? Yeah, for the education uh, one. And yeah. she still got it by tiebreaker. Tiebreaker by Mike, yeah. Pence, Mike Pence. By the president of, the, of Congress. That yeah. one is, right? Yeah, the, the, the VP. Yeah. They said it was the first time ever yeah, that had to happen. VP is a congressional yeah, president. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's a president of, the, of Congress. And that's the first time it's ever happened? First time for it's that, ever happened. For yeah. that, yeah. It's not the first time that it's been a tiebreaker. The other tiebreaker was a tax, uh, uh, some tax cut uh, during like. Uh, the Bush eras with Cheney had to be the tiebreaker, but the first time that an appointment has ever been broken by a tiebreaker. Oh, man. So it just kind of show. It's uh, going to be a mess. It's going to be a mess. But, hey, two years, Democrats have have two years to get their shit in order to win congressional elections, and uh, then then if they control the House and the Senate, they uh, have a chance. Is there any part of you that just wants to, like, sit back and watch the world burn that's all we can do really <laughs> libertarians yeah i guess <laughs> so pretty no it's i don't know it's kind hey, of depressing i always said that uh like cory was all about small government and i was like ah you're ridiculous you're nuts and i was like you know what small government might be the way to go because if it was small government <laughs> government would be able to do all this crazy exactly. shit they're doing right now like see yeah. now he yeah. understands he understands what i was talking about all this time you may like the guy today but you might not like the guy tomorrow and apparently a lot of people don't <laughs> like the guy tomorrow. <laughs> no, there's a lot of crazy shit that's gone on. I mean, I don't even think we talked about like the whole women's no. march and everything. <laughs> we only talked about the potential women's march outside of my house because apparently this is a misogynistic <laughs> podcast where we don't have properly represented women's voices. Well, when I told and I told Jay, I was like, you should just have a panel of women and we could just hash it all out. We could talk about all these great things. And give a women's perspective. I think we should we should invite a panel of women to tell us how we should do our podcast, <laughs> how we should structure it, and everything. Yeah, I get that every time that Paul listens to one. It says, "Oh, you guys didn't." You know do what this you right. guys should do? <laughs> I love that comment. You know, but the thing is, we don't we don't get uh, honestly. We probably don't get that from women. We get that more from John Belanger. Oh, fuck. You know what you guys should do? <laughs> you guys should do this. John, start your own podcast. <laughs> But honestly, like if if I will tell people if they if they have an idea, fucking tell me. Send me the idea. I will try it. I'll do whatever. It's not. He will do, do his best to ignore it. Yeah. If somebody <laughs> wants to do their own podcast about whatever subject, like Lindsay Leonard wants to do the the hockey podcast, or sorry, Lindsay Desha. I still can't get used to that yet. Uh, it's okay. It's brand new. Brand new. I know. <laughs> I still this can't week. get used to it. Yeah. I got it right. <laughs> did, did you work on the on the, the signature yet? Uh, yeah, and it's yeah. terrible. Oh. Oh, yeah, it's so long. <laughs> and I'm always like, oh, I forgot a letter. <laughs> it is kind of terrible that women have to do that, though. Yeah, I know. They have to get used to signing their name differently. I can see, see Cory Bershaw. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. What? What's the yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not I would totally I think, go Jake uh, Clark. It'd be so much less writing for me. Was it the presidential, the elections? I had... I think I messaged that messaged that in when you, you guys did your your live, and I was like, "Yeah, Jay Clark." Has Were a you nice... following that night? Yeah, I was. Oh man, what, what yeah. was your username? I didn't. <laughs> you know what? That was a lot of fun. We should do yeah. another another like live one. Yeah, but 
um, and we had talked like we had John Kay and uh, Chris Susano from Working Class yeah. on last week, and we were talking about doing a live one during their Heart of Gold Fest, like when they have like yeah. the bands and stuff in town. So uh, I don't know. I think they're, we're we're going to shape up and Bob's and have good. a couple other live editions. Yeah. That was fun. I had a good time chatting with people and because yeah. I think what happens to you like it takes so long you don't know anything till like when did they declare? Trump? Oh yeah, we all <laughs> we really let we, they were declaring, but we literally left before it was over because we were just so. Yeah. We had to, and, uh, and people, wouldn't, people wouldn't let us yeah. stop. They're like, no, no, keep going. <laughs> Just keep going. No, no, no. You have to keep talking. Because yeah. oh, I listened to your podcast for quite a while, and then I went, I was like, okay, Hillary's got this. I'm going to bed. Yeah. And I woke up the next morning, <laughs> and I couldn't believe it. I was shocked. I was shocked that there were so many stupid Americans to vote for him. No, I couldn't believe it. I think a lot of people didn't like her. That was, yeah. But also, was it just strategic? I think I really think that. Uh, well, most you know, Americans voted for her. Yeah, most. Yes. Yeah. Well, okay, sorry. Most Americans who voted voted. Sorry. For her. Well, yeah. unless all these these millions of illegals and millions of <laughs> dead people. Yes. Anyways, uh, <laughs> the thing I really think that he uh, he had a strategic game and he went after uh, winnable states. And yeah. and took them, and he didn't need the popular vote. Yeah, you, sure, take all of California and New York, and get you know right there. You know how many millions yeah. of people? Yeah. yeah, go for it. Fuck it. We'll we'll work on everyone else, and yeah. just win these small states, and just win. You know, just just beat them strategically, and it's yeah. kind of the way to do it. And look at look at the you know provincial uh, elections. Liberals uh, essentially focus on on one area, a GTA Golden Horseshoe, and just go after these people. Is that what it's called? The Golden, Golden Horseshoe. The horseshoe, yeah. yeah. All the way to uh, Toronto Niagara. Scary. Weird sex move. <laughs> yes. The Golden Horseshoe. <laughs> but yeah, no, that, and you know, focus on that. And really, if you, you know, that's... the Liberals, I don't think would stand a chance next election. That would yes. really, oh, no. really, well, just it would surprise me. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you right now, though. Watch what happens in the next next year and a half. You're going to see our hydro bills are going to go way down. Are going to go way down. Yeah, yeah that's I, I and said the say, same. Yeah, look what we're doing. Liberal for that. Look what we're doing. Yeah. We just brought them down, and everyone's like, you yeah. know what? <sighs> okay, and just because yeah. people forget so quickly about stuff, that's true. Yeah. They forget about it. And everything. like, we'll be like teachers. We'll be back up for negotiation. Yeah. She's going to yeah. do something awesome oh, yeah, for a negotiation. So like, we're oh. going to be like, sweet, we've got to yeah. vote liberal. Meanwhile, how that's many in the last, last in the last four or how many years with liberals have there been strikes with teachers nonstop because essentially they won't play ball. The, the government won't play ball, but now it's like. No, no, we'll play ball this time just yeah, for the election because then all the teachers. But this when, is this when is played ball ahead, right away. Mm-hmm. Last, like yeah. when when she wanted that vote, she like our last like there was nothing. Like we literally showed up. They gave us pretty much everything we wanted and more, and then we walked yeah. away. Yeah, great. that's insane. Like I, uh, I don't know. I I feel like that just goes to show the arguments we've been having about like principled stance in politics yeah. rather than pragmatic like having a pragmatic stance like i feel like the more you start developing this sense of principle in people that people will willingly vote against their short-term self-interest yep. in it, by way of principle i think we're going to be better off as a society like and even if that principle uh, happens to be you know uh, for larger government and and mm-hmm. more more spending on uh, you know, uh, in healthcare and uh, on anti-poverty uh, um, initiatives, things like that. I think that as long as you're voting, if you just vote for what you think is going to bring you 
the yeah. be- <laughs> like yeah. the, the best benefit you're you're missing the point of all of this like you you we need to look at politics and say okay i'm going to vote for the party that best represents my values and if you're i guess maybe it's just a sign but, of like but, shitty people out there but no one does <laughs> that values is just like whatever but it's going to give me more money but like, think about a rural rural and northern communities Okay. You want to vote for a well? Let's say you're saying values on, on set values on let's say a conservative uh, value base, small government, free enterprise, capitalism. All right, let's go with that. You see rural, com- rural communities and northern communities being able to afford or being able to attract a hospital to Tim's Ontario to run a private hospital? Fuck no! There's there's no money to be made. So like so the yeah. idea that oh yeah it's like. I'm I'm a strict conservative and Tim Ontario. All right, well, pay for fucking healthcare. No, 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 pay for whatever. That's but not what just, I'm referring to. What I'm what I'm saying is that that's like, what I'm referring vote, to. Vote. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but uh, no, wait, yes, and Whoa. no, but still, uh, no. Uh, what what I'm more referring to is like vote for the kind of society that you want yeah. to live in. But and, I'm saying if you if you want society that is larger government for whatever reasons and how they do it. Yeah. Why it, it seems like people don't do that in in areas that they it's like you're saying it's self interest stuff. They're like, oh, I'll, I'll go this way. I'm uh, I'm whatever. They don't think about kind of a, I don't know. I, I agree with you. I'm actually agree with you. I'll put well, it this way. the conservative candidate or provincial, do you guys? I forget his name. Patrick Brown. Yeah, yeah, and he's facing like if you if you go on his Facebook, you check him out. Conservatives are saying we don't want this guy. He's liberal. He's trying to be yeah. progressive. He's too, yeah, he's yeah. too progressive. We don't even want him. So now they're all. They're like, how are we going to beat Win now? Because we mm. don't even want this guy. Yeah. We are not Sweet offering up. any palpable change. Nope. That's all. I, I don't know. Fucking politics is depressing these days. And this is like where this whole fucking podcast idea started off on is that we would sit here and like talk about politics. And, and we, we and literally we, walk away from it sometimes. We're like, oh, we can't talk about this. Like, uh, we've not fuck. talked about Trump stuff because like, oh my God, it's so depressing. Yeah, it's but depressing. Also, it's not just that it's depressing. It's, that it's, it's everywhere in the news. Like, you know, we want to talk about uh, Trump talking about uh, uh, how the, the media is not uh, uh, covering terror attacks. It's like, that's the only and fucking thing they cover. And he put out the list. He put Ugh. out the list. And, and every one of them that they covered. They misspelled attacker. Yeah. Attacker. Fuck. <laughs> attacker. Yeah. But it's like, the shit's all covered. So like, it's just like, oh, this is so depressing. And everyone's talking about it. So it's like, why bother? He's asking if you want another one. No? Oh, no, I'm good. Thanks. Good? Okay. Yeah. Um, why not? Why not? Uh, but no, it's... Uh, well, there yeah. was a wash. Uh, I think it was the Washington Post. They had an article saying like Trump supporters couldn't be happier because he's doing everything he said he would do. Mm-hmm. So they're pumped. Unlike most politicians. Exactly. I didn't say that into the mic. <laughs> I'm sure he picked up anyways. No, but it's uh, he's doing what he's saying. But like I tell you right now, uh, you know, I'll get into this part because we seems like we're slowing down. Uh, it's him talking about. <laughs> Him dismissing the entire judicial branch now, which is it's it's crazy. And like I know people who super, well, these super socialist progressive lefties are going you know go on in this big tirade about you know fascism blah blah blah. But the idea that a president does say all right this you know oh, sorry this judge is a so called judge he's useless. Uh, if anything happens, it's the court's fault. Blah blah blah. Well. The courts there is, is a check and balance. Like there's three levels of government because for check and balances in the states, and the fact that you dismiss one and you're trying to turn the populace on that part mm-hmm. of the government, that's nuts. And that is actually super fucking scary. 
That is literally like yeah. that, that's that's literally you know the, the Nazis literally just start cutting down and saying no oh, no that that's retarded no, no. talking with that we are the alt right alt right well just pretty fucking close. <laughs> <laughs> No, That's but, the first problem right there. Oh, man. It, it really does feel like kind of the world's going to shit. And yeah. what what's brutal is, like, the worse one side gets, the worse the other side gets, too. Yeah. Like, did you, did you see uh, that uh, conservative, uh, the gay guy, uh, his name, Milo Yiannopoulos. Oh, God. He was going to speak. Yeah, I... I, I can't I find I can, him annoying as fuck. He's far. annoying as shit. Do you, do you see what they did at fucking Berkeley? Start burning shit down, yeah. fucking throwing yeah. rocks at cops and shit. Like, that's not, like, don't tell me that shutting people's opinions that you disagree with yeah. down with so, violence is... is uh, So the difficult part, though, is it's, do you allow the, I'm trying to think of the word, but the, the exploitation, not exploitation, but the increase and, and the ability to, to spread hate speech... Do you allow that to happen? Because yeah. let's be honest, this guy just spreads hate speech. That's all he does. Well, no, 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 no. No, okay. there's no, a good no, portion. No, no, Sorry, there's a good portion. Hey, no, go what, check, what he go does, check his I've, online, I've, his social media. I've listened, I've check listened his social to media. Lot, there's a lot of shit. I've listened he just pushes to a, okay. horrible. He was he banned shit. from Twitter? Yeah, he was, he was yeah. the guy banned yeah. from Twitter. Because he just pushes, he, he pushes hate speech. He pushes a lot of hate speech. Oh, he might have other stuff that's okay, but because okay, he has, let's say, 70% okay and 30% hate speech, he sells a shit too much hate speech. What I'm saying, okay... Is what I, what I'm saying is that if we're going to play by the rules of hate speech, we need to define what hate speech is. And hate speech is a crime. Okay. Yes. So if this guy is pushing hate speech, should be in jail. Oh, no, we should. Right. Yeah. So why why is he not in jail? Why has he not been uh, charged with a crime? Well, why is he like? But look, but it should. What, what, what someone should do? Okay. It, then, but no one then, wants to do it. Then then let let that be let that be the barometer. Like right, we we were talking about the whole fucking Holocaust denial shit. That's a crime. That's yeah. that's hate speech. That's uh, well, I I don't know. It's a crime somewhere. Is it crime here? Yeah. It is. If we deny it the actually, Holocaust it actually, in Canada, it's, it's a crime. I don't know if it's one teacher, in Germany it is. I know the teacher lost his job in, in Manitoba at one point. He okay. was all crazy about it, but yeah. it should be. And I don't care. It should be. Okay, it, so if it, 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 fair enough. If it should be, all right? But again, we have the rule of law. We can't just have fucking uh, places take the law into their own hands. So oh, if it wasn't, if it wasn't against the law here in Timmins to say that, the fucking Holocaust didn't happen. Say it till you're fucking blue in the face. I'm gonna fucking shout you down for it. You're, you're, you're like call it what it is, hate speech. I'm gonna petition the government to make laws against it. But you're not going to jail until there is a law against yeah. it. And um, I, I'm not arguing that. So that didn't argue so, that. so what I'm saying is that like to meet. To arbitrarily say, you know what, this guy, we're, we're going to punish somebody even though they're not doing something that is illegal instead of yeah, I get working that. towards making it illegal is you're subverting the rule of law. But I think there's such a fine line between hate speech and free speech yeah. that mm. it's where do you draw the line? Yeah, because right? because that hate speech is, uh, you know, to one laws, person. And law is meant to be interpreted. Yeah, yeah. but It but, is interpreted. Yeah. So there's no... No. So do judges make law from the bench, or do they interpret law? They interpret pretty f- most of the time. Interpret? Look at look at Supreme Court. All they do is inter- interpret a law. Yeah. And the some would argue if- that that's not their role. <laughs> well, <laughs> their role is to is to uh, is to make rulings on the law. No, that's a, that's in civil proceedings. In, in, sorry, in a civil uh, law, not in common law. Common law is to interpret. If you go to civil law, if you want to come back and you want to do it, yeah, absolutely. They just tell you what the law is, and then they 
they uphold or they do whatever. They do not interpret. But I, I think what, what Lindsay was saying is that you're and, – and is very true to the conversation we're having right now that this line between free speech and hate speech is becoming pretty – like more and more fine, yeah. you know, and um, there's some people that are pushing that line, pushing the you know, uh, they're they're pushing it quite a bit because it, it's true that w- that words do matter, and there are there is some speech that can start some fucking pretty bad fires if if left unchecked and yeah. and just kind of oh let, let's say fair, you know, let people yeah. say whatever the fuck they want, then that's how you end up with you know uh, people being inspired to do some pretty but bad the, shit. The thing is, like this, you're right. It goes on the left and the right too like that the left does mm-hmm. horrible stuff the right does this horrible stuff but there are laws there that are supposed to, that are meant to protect people which people don't do like people will call uh you know trump a you know a whatever a fascist or whatever in all in, in all honesty legality he can go take these people to court it's hate speech it's hate it's not hate speech it's libel and slander yeah, you point. can do this yeah, stuff yeah, so <laughs> That's that right there. There, there, are, laws there are laws to protect pe- yeah. people from just random Slander. speech and yeah. and unfounded speech. So to say, like you can take people to court for stuff, but no one does it because you know it's kind of a it, let's be honest, it's kind of a waste of uh, of money because <laughs> you're just going to clog up the system. Yeah. It's be ridiculous. But there are laws to protect people, and on both sides, and depending on what they say, like speech is not. As much as there is free speech, you cannot just say whatever you want, not just because of hate speech, but also because of slander and liability laws and whatever else. Sorry, libel laws. Libel. Uh, liability would be completely different. Anyways, uh, <laughs> but what would be the All right, tell, give us was, your legal, uh, your, your educated legal opinion, Jason. We need my, a resident lawyer. That's what we need here. You know, if you Guess just... who would be a great uh, resident lawyer here? No, okay. No, we, we won't. We, we have made a pledge to not... Uh, not yes. take on that subject on this podcast. It's probably a good idea, right? Yes. Uh, you, you know, you, you don't have to be silent about that because we're being <laughs> yeah. filmed, I right? I agree. <laughs> it's a good idea. I completely agree. <laughs> but anyway, but going back to like what you were saying, like so, CBC had a great art, uh, like a great um, story about like because the Quebec mosque mm. killing and how Terrible. he would listen to what was what in Quebec's called Radio Poubelle. So it's basically people, like it's basically hate speech and yep. these people talking. So they actually aired one of the, the call-ins and it was a guy calling in and saying, I think Muslims should, it should be indicated when Muslims give blood because I don't want a Muslim's blood in me when I go for a transfusion or something. Corey, so remind is, me to so, come back to this and just cut that part out of you saying that. So I'm I can not just re- I can repeat her saying, I don't want Muslim <laughs> Yeah. I mean, and we'll we'll just randomly <laughs> click it and play it during out of context. Out of context. Yeah, yeah, like, how racist like, she was. Listen like, to the <laughs> podcast. Lindsay Leonard has these great views. I don't want. <laughs> I am but doing it. I am. They actually do it play too. that like to show that, and like Radio Poubelle is actually a really popular thing in Quebec, mm-hmm. where these hosts basically say anything and everything, yeah. and they were saying like that's part of like what. Um, like drove the killer, yeah, because he'd listen to that stuff. Yeah, and what we, well, um, me and Jay had a little bit of an exchange on Facebook the other day that uh, the public can go out and see. Uh, but we were talking; they were talking about our uh, the original poster. I think he he put something up about how there was lack of media attention on the whole shooting uh, with, um, at the Quebec Mosque, and like where are the Facebook. Uh, 
like a filters, clear, like yeah. A, yeah. filters and shit like that for mm-hmm. that. And uh, you know what? That was a very good point. Like, where's the outrage and and so on? And I think we kind of ended up in this big discussion as to because he was white, you know. Well, yeah, we we know. Like, it's <laughs> well, the Eiffel Tower changed their is, colors. You know? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like, it's. Um, <laughs> I think uh, when when it really comes down to it, though, like all that shit doesn't really amount or mean anything it it shows solidarity for what all of three four days until you find a cuter picture of your kids to put on your fucking profile picture and that that basically is where it stops but if we're talking about real concrete solutions and things to move forward with like i i I don't know i i thought about the the comment that i had put on one of your uh replies just saying that I think as much as we're there's a lot of attention at saying, "Okay, hey, how do we outreach to these uh, to these people in the Muslim community who are uh, susceptible to being, you know, brainwashed into this extremist ideology and so on?" The same shit is happening to these fucking nationalists who uh, who are you know being brainwashed by this radio poubelle and and shit like that where people call in and and they express all these fucking toxic views and it's the the outreach needs to go in both ways we need to realize that there's like terrorism being brewed on all sides here and like you know we, we can sit here and talk about who started it or we can go like all right Guys, let's uh, everybody calm the fuck down, and yeah. nobody needs to kill each other. We all got a lot of shit, in, a lot more in common with each other than we do. Yeah. You know. well, but the outrage that morning, eh? How when they were like, the guy's name's Muhammad. <laughs> so every Twitter, everything was like, this is what what Trump's talk. Trump is right, yeah. and everyone. And then all of a sudden, oh no, he's a white oh, dude. Oh no, white kid. Uh, white Muhammad kid. was actually helping people, and he's a witness. Yeah. Everyone just stopped. Yeah, yeah. People deleted their Facebook yeah, no posts responses. and their Twitter posts. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's just a sign of the times. Though being on like Facebook, uh, just the the instantaneous thought finger post yeah. you know like and it's also part of it's, it's not healthy and helpful <laughs> i think it's also it's a, a commentary on, on news so people want to you know you have trump talking about how the fake news is talking about this and that uh which is ridiculous them call it fake news is stupid these people are, are journalists and they're, they're they have integrity they're trying to do whatever but there's one issue and there's a commentary that can be made on news is that they are now rushing the first to yeah, the yeah. first to news and without first the facts. without the yeah. facts or all the facts. So just mm-hmm. say something and just oh, we got these two people. These are the two names. Oh, and, was, and pe- then it, you lead to everyone to assume whatever. And they already made their decisions. Mm-hmm. What you know? Some people didn't go back to go check CBC News yeah. later and see that oh, actually this guy was actually there was whatever. a redaction. A redaction. It's like yeah. oh no, was, they yeah. still think it was just crazy. And they they published his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine it. Mm-hmm. Imagine, imagine Lindsay Deshaun. Got it. Got this time. <laughs> you know, is you know just killed multiple she, people she does not Sorry. want muslim blood give it yeah. like given well, to her what was clear this let's be quiet for a second <laughs> Lindsay deshan does not like muslims <laughs> let's be clear let's be clear let's be clear no. here all right so let's keep yeah, you, let's, you guys keep talking about this oh, super, go, go redaction, redaction. we always do super professional stuff here we pee while we're talking because right. we don't stop just keep the door open <laughs> and, okay no, but I think that's that's the issue. Is it's news jumping to jumping on it like they did it with, uh, you know, flight is in Indonesia flight was that the one that crashed and they never found it? 
The uh, Malaysian. Malaysian flight. Yeah. Malaysia, Indonesia, really. It's pretty close. All the islands in the South Pacific. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, like yep. it's first to news. Let's talk about this. Let's let's give any piece of ounce of, of, of information we have. And then the other issue is that they bring in all these people to come talk. So, you know, CNN and CBC's like, oh, there was a shooting in Ottawa. All right, you know, let's bring in these two uh, commentators. We don't know anything about this yet. Like, what's your view on Islamic extremists and, you know, and, and attacks in Canada? And people start talking like, well, you know, we got to figure out how to do it. We got to bring the imams in to talk to their people to stop them. Meanwhile, nothing to do with that. Yeah. And, and, and it can be vice versa. Or it, and even, like, hey, it can end up being that, but they're jumping to it right away and they're just talking about that yet. And, you know, like, and look at all the Canadian... You know, attacks. They've all been Canadian born. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're all citizens. They've yeah. been here forever. They, they did not come in at any point. And I find CNN is the worst. I know Trump says like fake news, fake news, yeah. but CNN should Our, be called like when you should not be watching the news and you shouldn't hear, I think. Well, that's the thing. From I, their reporters. Well, they have the reporters <laughs> or, or have their panelists. And that's yeah. the thing. The panelists. And the panelists are are essentially opinion pieces. So you look mm-hmm. at the paper, there's editorials and opinion pieces. Those are supposed to be taken as editorial or opinion pieces, not supposed to be taken as news. Right. So when they have their panelists, that's the same thing. The panelists are editorial or opinion pieces. They are not news. Yeah. So we have to understand we cannot take them as being news. Okay, but they'll also be like, and you heard it here yeah. first, folks. Yeah, they'll say it. The, he so, might be he a might be. serial yeah. killer. And, you know, I think, right. and we're quick to say, like, CNN's the first one, is, is the one to do this. But, you know, yeah. you look at MSNBC, you look at, you know, uh, Fox News, they all do it, but mm-hmm. CNN's the popular one. CNN, yeah. and, and it's not that's the most popular, it might not be the most views, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's not own, anymore. It well, was, but not anymore. It's their Fox own News channel, them. right? It's 24 but hours I think, a day. But Fox News has their 24 hours a yeah. day now. So with this MSNBC, all mm-hmm. these other places. But the yeah. thing is, CNN was... It, it's still it's when you think about twenty four hour news, you think CNN because they were the first ones ever to yeah. do it, yeah. and everyone and everyone is modeled after CNN. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now Fox News, you know what? Kills I everyone. think people are tuning into beer and bullshit to get their news these Absolutely. days. Yeah. That's what I would do. Well, dozens of them. <laughs> Which you know, and um, a way to get through beer and bullshit is to subscribe on YouTube, to you know, uh, sign up and subscribe on iTunes and Google Play, and uh, check out. The I Facebook thought we page. were going to get through one podcast without a shameless plug. No, no, That's no. Okay. We plug all the time. Plug it. Yeah. No, you're right about the the CNN being first and um, people just kind of quoting or, or look looking at CNN and be, as like the the model of that 24 hour news yeah. network, right? That's looking to be first on everything, and uh, I don't know. It's a shame. I, I feel like there there's so much information out there, but there's also so much inaccurate yeah. information yeah. out there. So. Well, the thing that's crazy, I'm seeing this on Facebook now, is in in local stuff. People will be just saying that the Timmis Press is oh, it's just biased news and, and blah blah blah. And it's propaganda like, arm of propaganda, City Hall. Yeah, pro- it's like no, it's not. And and then they'll quote once again an opinion piece or an editorial piece, which is not news. Those are exactly what they're called: editorial or opinion pieces. They are the opinion of the editor or opinion of the journalist writing whatever. And it, it is said that way. And it's not news. It's not a news article. A news article is this happened. Here are the facts done and thing i don't think people really understand that i stopped subscribing to daily press years ago i can't read it that and i don't it's listen to local radio yeah i'm actually really out of the loop with anything local oh really because well, I, you should check out the, I don't mr listen. daily at uh night to rock he's great oh he's yeah, awesome no. we love that guy Absolutely friend of the show amazing. well I, i've heard him on here like he's great he's, oh, he's really awesome. really funny but I don't listen to local, like I don't listen to local radio, or I don't read local news. I find it just angers me. 
What, what do you listen to? You listen to podcasts? I do. I do listen to podcasts. Oh, like, see, this um, is where people are, are at now. But you know? I love my – actually, my new favorite thing is Facebook Live with The National. Okay. Oh, nice. Okay. The National now, they do yeah, Facebook yeah. Live. And it's awesome. Like, you see, like, there's thousands of people. And, like, you can comment. Yep. And yeah. as it's happening, that's where but I, the, I love the But there's a bunch the of National. racist comments happening in that half It's too. actually pretty good. Yeah. They, they, they have they somebody moderate. moderating that. They do. They moderate yeah. it. And they kind of say, like, keep it like keep it, clean. like keep it clean. And people are pretty good. People are all right. Like, yeah. most people aren't fucking racist or trolls. Most like well, chances are they're not watching the national. That's, that's true. true. That's true. And but also <laughs> trolls though. Like and the thing is, you know, we see a lot of stuff online, and it's really online. I don't think that's a. You can't take that as the opinion of, of the general populace. That is, trolls have do a great job, and you know what? Some of them are twelve-year-old kids who know it's it's not funny, but they think it's hilarious. Mm. So just and if they say it, they know they will get a response. So they'll just go on and start just talking shit about stuff. Yeah. Well, I think that the like just the traditional news model yeah. is going away. Yeah. Like the way people are getting their information is a lot more through social media, yeah. through and as as much as like we laugh about it, like through podcasts. Probably not this one, but through some podcasts. Like uh, like which podcasts do you listen to? Oh, most of the time uh, you know what maybe not so much pot like i'll just turn on my cbc radio app okay yeah, yeah. and i just listen well, see and, and all of those <laughs> cbc radio shows are yeah. all available as podcasts, podcasts yep. as well yep. like they're all recorded right and you and you pick them up like i i listen i listen a lot to uh the joe rogan experience speaking of which i know i didn't, get to, I didn't get to it yet okay i didn't get to it anyone was, who is listening to this podcast right now do me a favor, take out your iPhone, Android device, whatever the fuck you got in your pocket, go and subscribe to the Joe Rogan Experience, and find episode 911 with Alex Jones. <laughs> okay? Oh. It's four hours of pure fucking gold. They're sitting there drinking whiskey, smoking weed, and talking about conspiracy theories, and it like it'll blow your fucking mind the the meme that they have going around on facebook right now where it's a picture of alex jones so, uh, you know alex, alex jones he's the infowars guy he's the big, crazy like, huge okay. conspiracy theorist okay yeah, so he's the nine was an inside job. He's always fucking throwing around papers. I got FBI papers. See, Jay does a great impression. Uh, <laughs> so the, he, the meme they have going around is him sitting there going, and and the first thing that it's a picture of him taking like taking a hit from a joint, and he's uh, <laughs> the first line says, "Alex, uh, I don't know how much I can say." Joe says, and as Joe, try this, Alex, Alex. Pedophile child, interdimensional pedophiles from space. <laughs> Those line, that line comes out multiple times during that podcast. So I'd suggest anybody who's listening to this one, uh, chances are you probably already subscribed to that Joe Rogan experience, so you're probably enjoying it. Uh, Mark Deshaun would love awesome. that because he also thinks 9-11 was a conspiracy. He <sighs> continuously, he's like, how does it just fall like so straight and from the top? Yeah, I, <laughs> he I has mean. a few. He has, and I'm well, like, well, because a massive, it. because a massive plane went through it. All integrity, <laughs> that building's integrity is gone. <laughs> and you have hundreds of tons falling down on each other, pancaking. Yeah, as it goes. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it's very possible. I always Some, think. Okay, I always, and my thing is always. All right, I know many people who work for the government. <laughs> I have mm. learned, and I worked in the government, and I've learned that government's pretty fucking useless. And the fact that people believe that uh, some people went in and lined up demolition throughout both of these 
huge motherfucking towers, nonstop on every floor. Would anyone else noticing? Like you'd be like, but it's not day, but it's not day. I got but, the documents here. Imagine, imagine you're at work and you're like, who are these dudes just plastering the side of the wall here all the time? Like, on every floor, the same spot. Is that C four? They're all the same. Like they keep working the same structural beams all the time. Like World Trade Center did not just close at five o'clock. People <laughs> no. are in there twenty four seven, and it's like no one would have thought that. And like I've seen how government works with stuff. Like I've I've been fighting forest fires that were a kilometer away from town to bring it bring it down not you know as organized as it is not that organized <laughs> and you think that these people worked this see, thing up perfectly and no one found out and like no actual person who was doing it said anything see there's but i think there's this kind of big thing where people have poked holes in the 9-11 commission report mm-hmm. right and that there's a giant leap between poking holes in that report and then proven the fucking government did it, oh. you know, and they killed a whole bunch of their own people. I I think the the one thing that does it for me that kind of is is that giant caveat that if somebody were to come forward and, and who felt bad mm. about it, you know, like all these years later, like there's there's someone, nobody, someone nobody, would have said something. Nobody, nobody's come out. And been that like, would have took thousands of people to get all, that ready. They were all at the bottom yeah. of you know, the tower. Oh, oh, they all got killed, so they all killed themselves. Yeah. Actually, you guys, okay, great work, guys. We're having a pizza party in the basement. Wait there. No, no, not, no, not 9-11. We're going to do a 9-12. You guys got a day. Just go have a pizza. We'll be there soon. And just, yeah. That's, what, the, the, uh, the, that's not a plane. That's the music. Just sh- that's the, that's the, that's the bass, bass, guys. Don't worry about it. Yes, it's, think- it's dusty. The, we didn't get the clean ladies in. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I think the the only th- the, the best thing I've ever heard about that, like kind of refuting it, was never ascribed to a conspiracy. What can be explained by incompetence? There you go. Yeah, and, and like, yeah, it's very possible that the people at the very highest level of the government, as they are today, may have been incompetent back yeah. then as well. Yeah. You know, the, the people who were in charge of detecting all this stuff and making sure this doesn't happen. They, they may have been fucking sitting on their fucking hands. Well, commander in chief reading a children's yeah, book. Yeah, yeah, hey. yeah. Like, how does that? How does that? Like, the most elaborate terrorist attack, or in, the most elaborate inside job, just like, like peak at the point where George Bush is sitting there reading my pet goat, like. <laughs> Like, but he's not, stops, he's not, stops for a second. He's not in some bunker. He like, keeps reading. Observe. Yeah, yeah. Like, they stop. Yeah, he can, keeps reading. So yeah, that, that was pretty crazy. You, yeah. you could tell he was like, oh. Kept, you know what? Kept what it cool. Kept you it could cool. see him processing, but I bet you he was a slow processor. They probably yeah. knew, okay, we need to tell him now because he'll yeah. understand it in 10 minutes. <laughs> it'll t- yeah, it'll take a while. <laughs> it'll take him a while. And he's like, wait a sec, did they say? <laughs> so when they said a plane in the World Trade Center, that's already happened. Yeah. I, 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 what, was the, what was the words that they? Because uh, in Fahrenheit nine eleven, there the Michael Moore movie. What did he say? He's like the what the guy actually said in his ear said something like America is under attack. There you go. Sounds like it could be the moment where you make the most badass move of your life <laughs> and fucking it. like tell these kids shoulder roll. I'll be out back when I'm done saving the world. Kick the kids out your way on the way home. Yeah, but then you just keep reading with your like goat voice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, ooh. <laughs> What should I do? Shit. 
Yeah. <laughs> and like, so this is official. We've uh, we've officially become a nine eleven conspiracy to podcast. Oh, we are. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to keep Congratulations, on. Congratulations, Lizzie. This, this is what I wanted to get us to this whole time. <laughs> it was her own personal conspiracy. Yeah. Drag us into this bullshit. <laughs> yeah. So we're approaching on the 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 point where we usually kind of wrap these podcasts up. Um, oh, Jay says no. <laughs> Jay knows no, no. what he's got to do now. I got to speak for five minutes while he finds something to say. <laughs> so say, uh, we're we're um, we're at the uh, hour and forty five minute mark, more or less. We're coming up on two hours. Uh, did you have fun today? I did. Yeah. Thanks, would you encourage guys. other people to come on? This I really would. I yeah. would love for more women. Well, do you have any ideas? Well, we I'm don't know sure. many women. Well, I think uh, I think there should be maybe a wife and a wife to be. That would be a great, I think, exchange that oh, would happen. They, they don't uh, want to come uh, on this. We should be sit great. here have a date night. Yes. <laughs> and like hash up all the really annoying, embarrassing stories that have happened. I think that'd be great. You know, it'd be a great podcast if Paula was in your place and Sophie was in my place. And they sat here just talking shit on us for, yeah. for two, for two yeah. hours. I bet you they could. A lot of material. Yeah. Paula could go through all the podcasts, all his one-liners, and come back with them. Yeah, yeah. Jay rehearsed this in front of the mirror yeah. about six times. <laughs> I wonder if she could be as quick as I am mm. with these things. I don't know. I think she wouldn't. I think Sophie would be great at this. Yeah, yeah I think, I think so. Hey, if they want to try, they can. I'm, Absolutely. I'm more than happy to let you them try. We it. would love to foster a podcast culture here in Timmins that that anybody who's interested in getting into podcasting, yeah. like it's super fucking simple. Yeah. You don't really need all this shit going on there. You just need a microphone, a USB interface. You know, we'll you help them out. We'll, yeah, we'll help them set absolutely. up. We'll let them learn how. Like, like I'm saying, you want to have a... a well, a, we're going to start one, the girls. We're going to call it Boobs and Bullshit. Sweet! There you and go. I think, I I think it's going to... I think really we could really... Because you know they say like girls, like they tend to have great conversations when guys aren't around. I heard that. <laughs> I did hear that. <laughs> it could be pretty good. I, I want to say horrible one-liners. I'm just saying. I have nothing right now, but like I wish I had stuff, but I wouldn't say it if I did. <laughs> just, I'm not stupid. <laughs> You're right. You know better. Um, so we want to thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate you coming to spend some time drinking some beer with us and uh, talking a lot about uh, your the the project that you've got going on on the James Bay Coast. This is uh, it's really amazing stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like we almost didn't we we spent a, a fair amount of time on it and we we kind of really got to know a little bit about it. But is there anywhere that people can learn more about this online or uh, any way that they can reach out as far as donations go if they want to? Yeah, I mean, they could always, like, contact me through Facebook. Okay. Um, and, yeah, like, we've actually, like, I'm going to do a quick plug to all of our, like, fantastic sponsors. Sure. Ever yeah, heard. absolutely. So, yeah. Like, the Rotary Club from Timmins. Oh, not those guys. They're on our uh, blacklist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. They donated all the hoodies for all the kids so they can all match when they come to Mishkegwick. Nice. Um, we have a few doctors in town, which their names are escaping me. So thank you, doctors. Association um, of Random Doctors. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like, so, and I'm trying to like, Kentucky. Every time we go up, Kentucky gives us like 200 pieces of chicken for the kids. Oh, so not, not the state, the <laughs> KFC. KFC. Okay, KFC. Sorry. Kentucky, oh, nice. Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah, so we have like a few sponsors kind of like sprinkled through town sure. that like they've been fantastic. Nice, yeah. nice. So people can get in touch with you through Facebook. Yeah. And uh, if, if they want to donate some time, volunteer, or if they want to get involved uh, in any other capacity, they just need to look you up on Facebook, Lindsay yep. Desha. 
right? Yeah. Brand new Lindsay Deschamps. Yeah, yeah. Uh, newly yeah. minted. Newly, newly minted. minted. <laughs> All right. On that note, we're going to sign off. And Jason, I'm assuming you've gotten enough time to find us a good dr- beer drinking quote oh, for I, tonight. Oh, I had one forever. Jeez. Right. I don't know what you're talking about. Right. <laughs> what do you have for us? <clears throat> a woman drove me to drink. And I didn't... I didn't even have the decency to thank her. (laughs) That's good. I like that one. Cheers. All right. See you guys next week.